Today we celebrate the presentation of the Lord, or what is also called a candle mass. Uh, And it's interesting because this is the 40th day right after Christmas, and it was the instruction of the law of the Old Testament that every child born uh, and their mother and father would come to the temple 40 days after to offer sacrifice and to consecrate, if it was a, a boy, to consecrate every male that that uh, was the firstborn in the womb. And so Jesus and Mary, those two who were free of sin, would have been exempted. If anyone would have been exempted of the law, uh, it would have been those two. Uh, and yet God in his humility and Mary in her humility uh, go to the temple to offer this sacrifice. And I think it teaches us many things. The the beautiful uh, prayer that Simeon prays as he sees finally what had been promised to him. He, he was promised by the Holy Spirit that he would see the salvation of Israel and that when he saw that, he would be able to, be, to go home, right? He was at that time of old age and desired to be with the Lord. And he sees this child Jesus and he picks him up out of his mother's arms and ra- probably raises him up, right? And no wonder the parents were a little bit uh, freaked out by it, right? Somebody grabs your kid, and they have, this is the salvation of Israel, right? And I was like, ooh, okay, uh, interesting. And then Anna, the prophetess, right? She's been waiting there, praying, fasting for years and years for Jerusalem, for that promise that God had sent through his prophets. And there she sees it face to face. That is something that can be very powerful for us to recognize that the temple was the, the center of Jewish worship. And when Jesus comes back, he again begins to uh, direct and purify and cleanse the temple many times when he's, when he's preaching, when he's driving out the money changers and everything else. And then also when he says, I will destroy that temple and in three days raise it up. Because now he's transferring the temple to his very flesh, to him coming into our flesh. He becomes the temple. And then St. Paul reminds us through baptism that we all are temples, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And we call this candle mass because it's the blessing of the candles that bring light. And who is the light of the world? But Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. So here's, the, here's my thing. If Jesus is the light of the world and we are meant to be those temples of the Holy Spirit, Do we let the light of Jesus into every aspect of our life? Do we allow him to light it up? Do we allow him to purify our hearts in those places that we need purified? As it says in our second reading, or the first reading actually, that uh, when God comes to his temple, that he would sit there like a refiner's fire, purifying, preparing us for that gift of eternal life that God desires to give us. And of course, we are the people who had fallen into sin, and the result of sin is death. And we're, as the second reading says, afraid of it, right? There's this, we're terrified of it. And God himself enters into our flesh. He takes upon himself our sin and death to save us from those sins. And then he conquers death. We have no longer have to have fear of it. It is the entry into eternal life. Jesus has experienced all of those things that we're frightened of. All of those things that 
uh, we struggle with, right? In our world today, there's quite a bit of darkness, in my opinion, uh, and I don't think it's ever been really any different throughout the ages. There's always that going on. There's this battle, this spiritual warfare between good and evil, uh, and good always conquers, but it has to, to be to conquer in us, we have to cooperate with that good. We have to enter into it. We have to let God light up every bit of our life. Now, there are a couple of things that are going on now when we, when we look at our second reading. It's uh, pretty powerful there at the end because it reminds us that Jesus himself was tested through what he suffered so that he would be able to help all of us who will inevitably be tested in this life. And why are we tested? To be purified, to be prepared for eternal life. And so many times in in different culture, different uh, countries, and even in our own, it's creeping in in different states, uh, this idea of we have to alleviate suffering at all costs, right? Even to the point of ending our life. And it's so dangerous to get into that mindset that everything in this life must be uh, free and easy, so to speak. Because this life is not it. We are made for eternal life. We're made to be with God forever in heaven. And sin has broken this world. But Jesus gives us the grace to endure. We can recognize with him that he's been tested to the point of death, a gruesome death on the cross. So that no matter what we're suffering, we can offer it and and unite it with him on the cross. And it is redemptive. Right? Let me say that again. It is redemptive. Suffering is not meaningless. It brings about transformation in our own heart. It brings light into our life and it purifies us to prepare us for eternal life. To never forget that. So many voices in our world today will try to get us to push it away. Like, I mean, we're all going to suffer. There's not one person in here that won't face some type of suffering in their life. But Jesus has been there before and we can follow him and unite ourselves with him. There is meaning in it. There is purpose that God can show us that he will bring about in us, and that will light up the world. I've encountered uh, much of this as a priest. I'm called many times to the side of a hospital bed or in someone's deathbed in a hospice, and you can see those who have been uniting it with Christ, who have been offering it to him. You can, there's a difference. They're a light. They're, there's, there's a power in what they have done with their life, having been followers of Jesus having given giving him their life by what you're doing here tonight, by entering into the sacrifice as the high priest Jesus offers himself to the Father again for you and me to give us his very divine life so that it can light up those dark places in our own heart and so that it gives us the strength to be a light to this world, a, light, a, a, a world that so badly needs the light of Christ. So this week, Pray with that scripture that Jesus is the light of the world and that he desires to make you like him, a light. What is it that's keeping us from that? Is it some suffering that I need to unite with Jesus so that I know there's this powerful purpose within it? Is there some sin that is holding me down, that that I can feel the darkness uh, that surrounds me with it? Invite Jesus, the light, into it. Invite him into your heart. Not later on, but right now, tonight. 
Invite Jesus to light up all those areas of your life that he wants you to surrender to him so that he can transform them, so that you too can be like him, a light to this world.